Hello and welcome to the Health and Harmony podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Roxy and I'm B. We've come together to create a healing tribe of humans who want to create a healthy balance between their internal and external worlds. We want to shine light on the tools and techniques as well as the information you'll need to grow your mind, body and soul. Whether you've just started or are already on your way with your self-love journey, we are here to hold your hand and guide you to becoming your best self. Join us every week as we discuss the different tips and tricks that will give you the stepping stones to help get you there. We want to bring light and presence to a dark and ego-driven world. Make yourself a priority and let's start filling that cup. If you want to get to know us better, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Health and Harmony Girls. We are so excited for you to join our healing tribe. Welcome back to the Health and Harmony podcast. We are super excited. We literally just landed in Cape Town and drove out to meet the amazing Candy Bod. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen on Instagram. If you haven't, you've obviously been living under a rock. (laughs) We've been following for years. But yeah, we're with her today and we're just going to have a little chat about life. Life and dogs. (laughs) We've got lots of dogs in studio today. Well, in studio, I'll say that, but we're in the house. So, yeah, this is Candy Bar. I don't know if I'm to introduce. Oh, cute. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Candace Buddington, also known as Candy Bud. Um, I wear many hats, and I think that is maybe why I'm here today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just firstly so thankful to meet you guys. Literally, they've just landed and they drove all the way here, and that's just, yeah, very, very honored exciting. to be here. We were just so excited. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing I'd like to say today is just thank you so much for having me oh, here and driving out. Um, so yeah, um, my name is Candice Buddington. I am many things. So <laughs> I started off um, on Instagram, having left my nine to five job as a graphic and web designer. I was in that industry for like three, five years, including studying, and it just wasn't for me. Um, I think innately, I just knew and luckily circumstance wise, I was still living at home. I had the option to pull out of a job, which I think a lot of people they love to chat about leaving your nine to five and starting your hustle. But there's so many little bits that they forget to mention. Like mm-hmm. I was still living at home. I had the privilege of leaving a job and not having to worry about like rent and mm-hmm. paying for things. And I, I think that just needs to be highlighted now already. So if someone who has that like inkling or that thought, like maybe this is something I want to do, just make sure that you are aware that everyone's circumstances are super different Mm. um so I left that I went and studied health and fitness and during that time I was exposed to a new app which was Instagram and I was like okay cool well this is kind of similar to like the blogging I was doing I was doing blogging like in the OG way where it was one page that just scrolled all the way down so you started blogging before Instagram yeah so like literally I didn't do MySpace because I didn't have good internet connection what about that (laughs) yeah what about MySpace MySpace was was apparently a time I used to go onto my friend's one and just not really understand the layout I think it definitely was a, a first addition to the social media world um but yeah I had the the long blog and I was like okay cool well I've left this graphic web design world and I'm going into a health and fitness one now and that was my next journey was studying to be a personal trainer and nutritional advisor and um 
basically I was like, well, this is quite a cool way to then integrate this new way of like this new part of my journey being health and fitness, but still keeping elements of what I've been doing, which was an online world. Like I can bring them together with this app, Instagram. And that's what I did. So I studied health and fitness and shared that journey. So I shared what I was learning. I shared where I was studying uh, recipes, workouts, everything that at that time I felt people were showcasing how they were looking and where they were, but they weren't really sharing the journey of it. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, this gives me the option to basically, um, so good guys we literally we have dogs on every single podcast and you'll see this video when we post it on youtube i'm getting all the loves from honey at the moment and i'm like living my best life in the background she's just relentless the thing is she won't stop she's exactly like she won't stop i forgot this was going on youtube i'm like i'm like speaking in the corner of the of the room we just always put up a video that's the same as the podcast just so people that don't like to listen can watch oh i see well they're just going to see honey in this one yeah um lots and lots of dog lobes i'm just so worried she's going to hit that over i've got it there's a buzz and it's (laughs) potentially (laughs) she loves everyone too much um but yeah i i went on to sharing my next journey which was health and fitness and I did that on Instagram and Instagram then soon became my next thing so my next thing was um okay so then I as I was saying I integrated my um online world with my new journey being the health and fitness side into Instagram which was an app that kind of was booming or just starting to boom then which was sure kind of crazy to think that it's probably about six years ago Mm. um and that's all I was doing I had no intention of doing anything other than just sharing on the app because it was just so fun back then there was no algorithms there was no like heavy marketing there was no influences it was just a place to like create and share and it was new so obviously like any new shiny toy it was cool to play with (laughs) Um, and then there started to be a lot of feedback and I started to create um, a community overseas and I was like well this is pretty cool well not create be a part sorry I then created one Um, so I started to become part of the Kayla Itzner community because I was doing her program and people were doing it all over the world and I was like this is so cool like to genuinely be able to connect on one thing that everyone's doing at the same time I found that fascinating and it was in line with the fitness stuff that I was doing so I did that and then I started seeing okay well this is pretty cool but no one's really doing this in Cape Town this is I wish someone would just do in Cape Town like Kayla come here but obviously she never really did and um, then I was like okay cool well it would be pretty sweet to eventually create my own one um, so that there can be this base here and people can connect here face to face Um, so along the journey of qualifying working in crappy like jobs Mm -hmm. because it's part of the journey I then became my own boss and I created um, an app and an ebook and an online community, which also became a physical community when it wasn't Rona happening. Yeah. Um, Rona. Rona. Um, I had Bod Fit Clubs and they were so much fun and it was lovely to connect with everyone in real life. I think the first one was probably my favorite. We did a workshop 17 
And I think I got like 50 RSVPs and I was like, wow, this is incredible. The day happens, 180 people rocked up. And I was just like, so I was like, first, someone who loves to be able to organize and be like, organized. I was just like, I'm really stoked, but holy crap. Like, so unprepared for this. I'm so unprepared for this. And that was so much fun. Like, I had the best time. And then when I launched my ebook, we had like a bud fest. So I like decided to put it into a, event sort of thing anyway then I realized that well what happened was I then went into this new space I was training as a sweat 1000 instructor my utopia instructor had my own clients training myself working on creating an app and everything I was doing so much and I wasn't listening and then my body was like well if your mind's not gonna listen well I'll show you yeah. I'm gonna show you how to slow down so I started having so many symptoms, loss period, acne, fog, like super foggy um, thoughts, wasn't able to concentrate, couldn't hold conversation. And then it got to the point where I physically couldn't move anymore. I was in my couch for about three months and I was like, okay, I really, really need to see what's going on here because clearly something is not okay. Like I am not okay. I was having huge bouts of anxiety mild bouts of depression just didn't feel like I was in my body and I was like Mm. I'm not happy like like as the like tagline of all of that like I just was not happy what's happening to me this is not my (laughs) body I'm just like a different human yeah Yeah. I I didn't feel like myself at all so I was like okay well I don't want to just assume something let me go get blood tests so I didn't know where to go luckily I had someone go okay well I know a hormone specialist her name is Alexia and she works at Simone Silver's office in Clerf and she is definitely someone I'd recommend if you are unsure or you have many symptoms that are just screaming go see someone that's who I would see based on hormone health when they got my blood test boom Hashimoto's yay me super fun that's that's essentially what was the product of, I believe, pushing myself in so many elements, under eating, over training, mm-hmm. um, just, it's it's really impossible working 18 hours a day for two years straight and yeah. to expect mm. there not to be some kind of repercussion yes. of that. So that's what I believe, but I also understand from a scientific point of view that we are genetically predisposed to many things. And I think, unfortunately my mom never really went and looked to see into that but now later on in life she has and she was so mm. if I had known that mm. I would have known yes. before that these are things I should definitely be taking seriously from a warning sign point of view so understanding your family history of health is really important just fun nugget mm. I completely agree with you. I think it's actually clever I mean not clever I think it's important that you brought that up because I have endo I have endometriosis mm. and my mom never also went to doctors or anything like that but she's like nine thousand percent sure now that she had endo mm. and it went away when she had children but if i knew that my mom had mm. endo growing up i would have found out about it like a lot sooner than exactly. me having to go through Figure those things yeah my mom was like that's so crazy i feel like i had all of the same things and i was like oh you probably have had it because exactly. most of the time it is genetic you know and she's yeah. like oh that's interesting i was like we live in different generations. But yeah. you know, now, you know, it's been informed. So that's yeah, just something that I would I would look into. So now full circle, Candace was in a very intense marketing industry. She then went and studied. She pushed herself. She got sick. 
and where am I now? So now it's more based online and I created my ebook and my app and a YouTube channel so that I physically didn't have to train a lot of people anymore. So it's like there if you want it Mm -hmm. and the YouTube's free. And if you want to support, you buy the ebook. So Mm -hmm. it's very much up to anyone who wants that from my platform. It's there. It's just not me physically being there. The clients that I do have, I've got three and they all have something that I feel more fulfilled in training in them. So the one has rheumatoid arthritis, the other girl has PCOS, and the other one also has huge hormonal imbalances. So I feel more purpose-driven mm. to hold space for them mm-hmm. than just a girl who's like, I want to be shredded. And yeah. I, yeah. I need to be ready for December. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I just felt, felt like I wasn't connecting to that mm-hmm. anymore. So I hold space physically for just those three clients and I have them like twice a week. Mm-hmm. And now everything that I do is kind of based on the app that was just the fun thing and now has to some degree become the business. So I create content for other companies. I copyright, I create content for mine. I have partnerships and I obviously sell things like my presets, my ebook mm-hmm. and all of that online, which is a source of um, Which are also amazing, income. guys. If you do not have yeah. some of the presets, you need to literally purchase them today. They're so fun. <laughs> yeah. I really love them. You need um, to get some. And I started creating another, um, a new set. So that will probably come out next year. But I just, I like taking time to like play with them myself and try them out on different lighting and different kinds of um, like people, lifestyle, places. And then when I know that they're good, then I put them out because yeah, I don't want to just be like, oh, here's another one. I really want to like experience it myself, whatever I make. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do where I'm at. Um, I'm in remission from my Hashimoto's because I made a lot of changes. I went and saw specialists. I didn't play around with it. So um, you can always link my Hashimoto's full like breakdown mm-hmm. uh, podcast that I did with a registered dietitian. I made sure there was also someone qualified in the room so that it wasn't me just going a spirit told me to drink celery juice. Yeah, mm. this is not work for me, so it's gonna work for everyone. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just not that way with yeah. anything, with leaving your job, with your health, with what fulfills you in life. That's another thing that I think also contributed to me getting sick was I was seeing other people do things and I was chasing their happiness, but I had no idea if that was even making them happy. Mm. So why would I base my happiness on such a variable that I had no idea or control or full scope of? Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. If you are being inspired by people online, just remember that sometimes they're showing a version of their life that they're maybe not even happy with. Mm. So you can't even base your happiness on that. Mm. So like every day I'm like, what do I actually want to do with this day? What do I want to do with my life? I don't want to be someone that actually has this like full blown empire, even though I was chasing it at one point, Mm -hmm. because when I got really sick and I understood like the magnitude of happiness, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's what I want though, because that's sustainable. Like I want to be someone who can work from home. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to be paying a thousand salaries and worrying about that or worrying if people are coming in for work or like, is there about their families as well? Because that becomes your problem too. And if I am susceptible to not being able to deal with stresses very well, it's probably not going to make me happy. Mm -hmm. So it's like asking yourself your why in a bit of a different way. Yeah. Um, And that's just kind of where I'm at now. 
I think it's crazy because I mean it's it sounds so cheesy and corny but you know how everyone says everything happens for a reason like that was your reason to like mm. sit back and reassess your life and as well it was like not something great that happened to you you got your hashies and Is you had to exactly <laughs> it's never that's what I'm saying when it, those things happen it's never something great but literally it happens to you and you've like reassessed your whole life mm. like you've, you've completely changed your whole mindset about what you wanted in the future and everything yeah. just from being in those three months or however long it was where you were like this is not sure it was like it was probably like two years two yeah. years because there's the leading up to of not knowing then you knew and then it's the recovery the so it's like for two years I didn't feel like myself and even now I mean when I push myself or if I I mean I know nutrition plays a huge role but I also don't believe in like restricting myself from things I love so I'm not going to give up coffee mm-hmm. even though the hormone specialist was like <laughs> we're the worst. Was like I oh. gave up coffee when she gave up coffee when she found out she had her she's and I was like and it's didn't <laughs> <laughs> I've seen other stories and like there must be a way around it <laughs> the time and the amount yeah literally. moderation is the key. time so does the, your yeah. time affect you when you have coffee yeah so if I have coffee anytime after 11 I won't sleep and if I don't mm. sleep I don't heal mm. so it's not the thing it's what the thing does, does to you so choosing like when to have it rather and I will not give up my coffee there's just there's certain things in life mm-hmm. that yeah. I love and that is coffee and chocolate mm-hmm. not giving it up mm-hmm. like end That's of it. story we're exactly the same we're like there are yeah. few things or like we do so well in everything else we're allowed to have our little like pieces of paradise it's like a little piece of heaven like yes. oh, let's just give up everything in my life might as well just like about if you can't have your like little hidden if i can't have a cup of coffee in the morning i might as well just call it a day i'm done with life i'm completely finished i don't even want to be here anymore i'm joking for me it's also the ritual though i love like the smell of it i love the kettle boiling i love I love making it mm-hmm. so it's like my morning meditation is making it and then having something that I put so much love into and that I love the taste of mm-hmm. and it's just like it's the whole thing the whole process from beginning and tea to just end. doesn't cut it yeah. like tea, know, tea is not the same so thing hard. I'm like it doesn't smell as great let's I'll be serious I'll have a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a random question I know it's like going back to hashies but no, we have a friend that obviously we said has hashies and we were all speaking about on the weekend about how you are in remission from your hashies mm. from like dealing with food and dealing with whatever you needed to deal with and there was not an argument but there was this back and forth conversation about how it's incurable and I was like guys they say that everything is incurable like there are people that have gone into remission or like mm. whether it's hashies or endo or something other thyroid related there's always no so we were just saying about how the, I mean not that people have an argument about it but there's mm-hmm. like backwards and forwards conversation how something is incurable because medicine says it's incurable but in saying that you can put yourself into remission or make yourself feel better at least through food and through eating and looking after yourself from the inside out so my response is that like anything it's very much determined on the individual and where they are with regards to their hormone levels and their antibody levels so let's just say there's two individuals and they have Hashimoto's their antibodies could be at dramatically different levels which means their treatment would be dramatically different so like for instance let's just say someone who has cancer they could be someone who can literally just have a little bit of a cancerous Mm -hmm. growth and they can cut it out but there could be someone who has cancer fully in their brain and there is no way that food or lifestyle will change that 
So it's very much determined on where their antibodies are at and their hormone levels and their nutritional deficiencies, like where their vitamin B, D, magnesium, all of that is sitting. So that's why blood results are so important so that the person can understand what the protocols would be moving forward. So I was actually first told to go on medication based on my levels in the beginning. And they wanted to put me on a low dose of naltrexone. So if you understand studies, a good study that's reputable should be over almost a hundred years. That is a good long-term mm -hmm. study. That's where someone can go, okay, cool. That is a trusted form, whatever, or it's mm -hmm. over 50 years or whatever. They've only started using um, low doses of naltrexone, I think in the last, I would say under 10 years. So fresh. any mm -hmm. study done on that, even if it's positive, it's not long enough to be concluded as a reputable study. Mm. So she was like, this is a new study. It's very nuanced. Obviously it's helping people a lot. So it's an option and it's a good option because it's such a low dose. What it is is an opioid that you take at night and it basically helps with your immune system and making it stronger in the most layman's mm. terms. And I said to her, I was like, I'm not opposed to medication. I'm not one of those people that are like anti-vax, mm -hmm. anti-medication. There's a time and a place. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, where are my levels at? She goes, they're not detrimental. You have an option to not take it. But when we do your blood tests again, and if it's worse, you need to go on it. Because if you don't go on the medication, essentially everything's going to get so much more worse and damaged that we won't be able to build you up from there you have to be on a hectic th mm. thyroid medication because the low dose of naltrexone is an opioid. It's not a thyroid replacement. So I was like, okay, can I have three months to just try attend to just accepting all these new supplements that I need to take? Cause I was taking for my digestive system, vitamin D, magnesium, vitamin B. I was taking iron because essentially when it comes to thyroids, it's an, a lack of iodine and iron stores within the body. Mm. And that's what promotes these imbalances. So iron was a huge part of it. And um, I was like, okay, let me just get my head around like taking seven supplements a day. <laughs> because the funny thing is I went off the pill because I didn't want to take the pill. Mm. I didn't want to take a tablet every day, but the pill was masking my Hashimoto symptoms. So I ended up taking seven pills of it. And Instead I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, but it was better that way for me. Yeah. Everyone, like some people need to be on the pill. Like my sister, she has to, otherwise it's just a painful, painful life to live. Mm -hmm. um, so she was like, okay, cool. Do that. And then I stopped doing a lot of work. I stopped training. I was only walking and doing yoga. Um, I did try to do a few of the like fad things because when you want to be okay, you'll do anything to be mm -hmm. okay. But that is sometimes the problem yeah. because you're doing everything and you're not actually allowing your body to just settle. You're like restricting it to some degree with not eating certain foods. You are maybe not moving your body because you're too scared to move your body. Mm -hmm. Like, we should never approach, if possible, any kind of diagnosis or prognosis out of fear. Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be first the surrender, go, okay, this is out of my hands. Mm -hmm. I cannot change anything in this moment. Accepting that your new life will probably be a bit different. Mm -hmm. And just focusing on that before there's this restriction or fear or whatever that follows. And seeing a specialist, like go see the the the... the Go have the blood test. Yeah, go like, get your blood test. See where all your levels are at. Yeah. Yeah. Before and 
and if you are someone who's maybe subjected to a lot of family or a lot of friends that are very opinionated that can actually make the whole thing more stressful mm -hmm. have one person that you may be confined in and be like this is what I'm doing this is where I'm at I just need to tell someone so I don't feel alone and um, I think that helps with the process but if you are speaking to maybe family members that maybe push medication or don't push medication or whatever it might be it can just feel like you can't make a choice based for you mm -hmm. so that would be my advice and then once you have like a plan of action then go and tell your family this is my plan of action I get updates then go in with answers and then you don't have to answer questions that you maybe don't know and it's just less stressful like mm. approach to it or loved ones like your family can be friends or family or partners whatever mm. I think that's also hard. Sometimes family is not as supportive. Like, yeah. It's great to have a good family that supports you. But then like mm. you're saying, you might have a family that's like completely anti-vax or someone that's like completely pushing meds. And mm. then you're in the like midst of it all. Mm. Yeah. You feel like you're being pulled one way or the other, but you don't really have the support system. I think that's what mm. makes it really amazing having a good family and like or good friends. Or even just one, or, like one yeah. good nugget. Literally one person. One, one good one little chicken person. nugget. Yeah. Vegan nugget for me. Yeah. <laughs> Fries. No chicken. Yeah, give me all the fries. Right. chicken nuggets. One little fry. <laughs> but I love also what you said about like getting over the fear because I think a lot of people give into the fear, especially when you find out you've got something that's incurable mm -hmm. and now you have to change your whole entire life. Otherwise, it's going to get worse and worse. And this is what you're going to have to give up. And this people yep. like feed so much into that fear that they actually end up making it worse because mm -hmm. stress is like the number one thing that just makes everything fall to pieces inside your body. So exactly. I love that little bit of advice. That's true. I must say, when you said that, I realized like since I've been more accepting or like accepted the whole fact about endo and like I've changed, I took my marina mm -hmm. out, I stopped taking the pole, all of this. And I was just like, just gonna let my body do what it needs to do like mm. I just felt that calling from inside and I swear since I've done that like yes I have really bad periods for like the first two days but I'm like so accepting of it now yeah. that I'm like I know those two days are hectic but I have those two days and then I'm fine afterwards whereas exactly. like before it used to be constant I'd have cramps for like two months before my um, two months <laughs> two weeks before my period and then like a week after so I'd have sure. like cramps for three weeks of the month literally every month of my life now that i've accepted it i swear i'm like a, it's like a different person Wild. i mean i know it doesn't happen yeah. to everybody but you yeah. kind of just have to accept it and then that's like you say the first step to well to remission or recovery and like i think you mentioned earlier on regarding can it be cured or what mm -hmm. it not so remission doesn't mean cured it just yes. means you're at a baseline now yes. where you can function and your body is not mm -hmm deficient or stressing but you are predisposed to that so if you do fall into that that space of maybe whatever triggered in the beginning you are susceptible to moving through mm -hmm. it again or it getting worse or it coming up so for me for example when I start getting kind of addicted to the hustle of like doing things and doing and being and associating my being with doing and mm -hmm. not being able to like just bring it down <laughs> bring it down bring it down a bit. <laughs> um, then I do experience symptoms like I get referral pain like I'll have nerve pain running up here the whole day and that's just because it's a it's a it's basically a pain referred symptom I thought I had a dental issue went to the dentist he was like do you have any other condition and I was like I have Hashimoto's he's like this is one of the referral pains it'll feel like you have a hole in your tooth or like a a something like wrong but yeah. it's actually just the nerve referral pain from something else in your body 
So when I start getting that, my eyes get very red and dry. Um, I sometimes get like bloating in my face. Then I'm like, okay, this is, and the dietitian that I spoke to on the one podcast of mine, she was like, it's actually kind of cute. Cause it's like your body going like, Hey, <laughs> like girl, just like less, maybe just a little less and then we'll be fine. And then you'll feel fine. So I just see it as this cute little voice going like, Hey, just maybe chill. Yeah. Take it down. And you'll on. be fine if you chill. Yeah. So yeah. we always talk about how like your body is the like last signal of <laughs> showing you that something is not mm-hmm. right but like obviously we're quite in, in tune with our souls and as soon as anything changes I'm like I'm a hypochondriac as well so I'm like oh my god I have to go to the I think I have cancer I think I'm dying <laughs> but like so many people don't realize how your body showing you things is like a, like a symptom of illness within you mm. whether it be you holding into emotions or something actually yeah. physically wrong like listening to your body is so important yeah so i like your <laughs> girl yeah your body will always down tell you that. like you were saying like you'll carry on and you'll work and whatever until one day you look and you're like okay this is not me your yeah. body has to be like cool like you said you're like cool you're not listening mm. i'll show you mm. that's literally what your body will do and it will. i'll show you <laughs> but isn't it amazing to be so in tune with your body that you can look in the mirror and be like i know i've got bloating in my face i know mm. what it's from where mm. people go every single day having whatever it is symptoms and that's like a billion different symptoms and then just live every single day as this is their body and then when people start to get in more tune with their bodies they start to realize like, hey, this pain or that pain, mm. like I didn't realize I've been living with this pain for six years in my back. Like, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse because yeah. kind of on the comment you made, like it can make you sometimes think of things that maybe aren't there. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of make it worse for yourself. So mm-hmm. it's about being aware, but not critical. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that's not normal, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm aware. I'm not going to not do anything today, but mm-hmm. maybe I won't work out because I don't need to. I've worked out maybe four times this week mm-hmm. and I know that's going to be an added stressor. So let me just not work out today. Mm-hmm. If I really want to move and I feel in, like drawn to it, I'll go for a walk, a little mm-hmm. bit of yoga. And let me just make sure that like, I'm just mindfully packing like lots of nutrition in my meals. I maybe get to emails tomorrow and let me see how I feel tomorrow. So it's not like changing your whole life. It's mm. just like these few little shifts you make that are not like the need, like be all and end all. And then if you're living with a partner, which I must say was the biggest help for me with, mm. is having Luke around is we have a system now, which is like the percentage rule or like the percentage conversation. So if he walks in and he sees that I'm really like looking low and I'll mm-hmm. be like, this is my love. Like I'm 10% right now. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. He'll be like, I'm probably like 30% had a pretty crap day. I'm like, okay. So collectively we are 40% out of a hundred percent. How can we make our lives easier? Because clearly together we cannot actually do what we need to do. So then we'll order takeouts. We won't clean up until tomorrow. We'll um, make sure that we stay off our phones and we'll just connect like a little bit more and just try recharge ourselves back up to that. that percentage of being able to function and expect more of each other because mm. a lot of the times what happened was you know he would come in and I would maybe automatically assume because he's not sick he must have the full percentage mm. to run the house but that's not always the case like we're all living completely different little realities every single day even as we're sitting here the back of your mind you've got something going on you probably have a to-do list that's also sitting in the back of your mind I have mine even though we're doing one thing together mm-hmm. we're all experiencing it so differently mm-hmm. and that's something that I learned with 
being sick was I also can't expect that of other people just because they're not sick. Mm. so we have the percentage rule and it works really well oh that's so, what i was saying i love that i need to use that and it's, an easy, <laughs> and it's an easy way to communicate with like the people you love because you don't want to be like well are you having a shit day or aren't you because like i just need to know so having that baseline of communication that's very easy for anyone luke is not his strongest suit is not communication he's an acts of service person so he'll just do things and that's mm-hmm. his way of communicating mm-hmm. where I'm words so I need that like that's conversation awesome. to happen to know that we're good or you're fine and I'm fine mm-hmm. or not fine and um so then I was like okay the simplest way possible is putting it into like an equation so where you at where am I at what does that make us together we're not doing good take out the mm-hmm. list easy night coming Done. in hard yeah <laughs> extra tip for the driver tonight thank you for your help exactly. <laughs> and then you also find that like the relationship with the people you're around is easier because mm-hmm. you've got that like super easy way of going where we're both at and how do we both make each other's life a little easier today mm-hmm. or if we're both in full force then cool let's clean the house it's happening so yeah. let's do whatever we yeah. need to do today exactly we can do it together yeah and i know this is so random but like you're speaking about your yoga it's also something i want to ask you mm. about india i know so candice went to india right yeah for her yoga uh, teacher's training mm-hmm. and your goal was to teach afterwards yeah and you just didn't didn't <laughs> like I just want to no it's not even about that because I know so many people personally that I've done not in India mm. but that I've done their yoga teachers training and their goal was to teach but going through their yoga teachers training have realized that it was like more what they enjoyed about yoga was their practice yes. and not giving of their time to other people because you still have to fit in your practice at the end of the day and you're like drained yep was that a similar story so Yes and no. So I went there and I was like, oh, this is going to be such a good thing to add to like my list of qualifications. <laughs> Your book. <laughs> you literally yeah. have a book on things. <laughs> um, and I was like, it'll be like I did. I saw it as a business move mm-hmm. initially. And then I went there and India was like, huh. <laughs> let's teach this girl some lessons. Um, it's a wild place, firstly. And that was like okay. how long? It was a month and a bit and a I month. went by myself and I'd never traveled by myself, like mm-hmm. not even to like out of Cape Town by <laughs> myself. So she decides to go to India, yeah. you know, to break the ice. Um, so firstly, you're in a culture shock. So you already feel mm-hmm. unsettled. And now you're going to be practicing, breathing, speaking, only talking about yoga for the next 30 days, which is wild, which is different to if you study it here you can kind of go home and carry mm. on with your life there it was yoga 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 and you physically in the space as well so i went there and i started learning and understanding and it was actually out of risk and i don't want this to take away from anyone who who studies it or mm-hmm. does it this is honestly just my personal take yeah from what i experienced and then what i chose to do with the knowledge i was given mm-hmm. was the more i understood their culture and i immersed myself in it fully which is also the main reason i wanted to do it in india um i realized that it wasn't mine to teach mm-hmm. it was only mine to learn and mm-hmm. to love and to respect but it wasn't mine to teach mm-hmm. it was so deeply ingrained in their culture that i was like this is something that is so beautiful and i don't want to monetize something that's part of your life and mm-hmm. your being and your roots and it just didn't sit right with me mm-hmm. um and it was purely based on a very spiritual connection i had within india and just 
fully fully respecting what they do and I just realized it wasn't it wasn't mine to take or to teach so um I had a beautiful beautiful teacher guru however you want to name it there and um I also went with because I'd just I was moving through my Hashimoto's as well I thought maybe I would get a sign there because Mm -hmm. I'd be so immersed in the spiritual practice and the days went on and the days went on and it just felt like I was just like drained every day I was just more and more drained I was like nothing's coming to me I'm seeing no sign Mm -hmm. get me a sign and no sign was coming and I was like this is lame I wanted my eat pray love moment you know (laughs) I wanted I wanted someone to talk to me and tell me what to do tell me what to do give me the answer yeah (laughs) I felt so I was maybe a bit lost and I was moving through like breaking away from friendships that weren't healthy and they had come with wrong intentions into my space and I'd accepted them because I was in a pattern of accepting bad behavior from people in my life so I was just continually mm-hmm. doing I'm that like you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Preach. but it starts with those moments I guess and it was the second last night and I remember because I literally woke up and I wrote it in my diary because I was like this is wild um I was laying and I was in deep deep sleep and then all of a sudden I woke myself up and I had my hands like literally like nails into my arms and I was rocking back and forth and that's how I woke up and I kept saying um you only did what you did to survive and I love you anyway and I kept saying that and I was saying it as I was like rocking and I still wasn't waking up from this and I was like oh wow okay okay thank you I've got the answer you screamed Mm -hmm. it loud and clear yeah it was that many people what I understood from that that myself included and everyone around us Mm -hmm. we do things maybe sometimes that aren't okay Mm -hmm. or they're not right for us or they're not in line or we did it because we felt scared or fearful or jealous or whatever but it comes from a survival space we do it because it's our only way in that moment to survive mm-hmm. but when we know better we do better mm-hmm. hashtag oprah, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag oprah. <laughs> um, and i had to understand that in order to not be as judgmental as i am to the people around me or have such high expectations of people because it's where i like act from was that i actually needed to have less judgment on myself mm. on the fact that i've done things or said things or been things in survival mode Mm -hmm. but at the core of it that I love myself anyway Mm -hmm. and I think that's like that's what India taught me Mm -hmm. was that we do all these things um but it's a removing judgment understanding it comes from a place of survival and that you need to just understand that you love yourself anyway Mm -hmm. not need to try and love yourself through Mm -hmm. it anyway yeah I think that's super interesting. I've never mm. heard that type of perspective. When you say it like that, it really mm. makes sense. I can't completely agree with you. Like, I'm not saying that that would be my personal opinion if I ever did it. Like, who knows what my opinion would mm. be? But I think it's really special to take something away from that. And I think cultural people will be accepting of that and probably not like praise you in a sense, but I think people, a lot of people are overlooked within their culture for yeah. what they do and I think a lot of people will like listen to this and be like Candice that's amazing because I think the whole world I mean us included we're obsessed with yoga everyone's obsessed with yoga now yeah. but the whole world is mm-hmm. and I think for people that have actually gotten ingrained in who they are and where they come from are probably really excited to hear things like that where people yeah. are still like 
that is part of who you are like I don't want to monetize your culture basically, basically. Mm. that's I don't I don't want to say that but that's yeah. well I feel you I think it's yeah. I think it's brilliant what you said and you put it really well so I don't think it's offensive at all I think it's actually the opposite of offensive yeah, I think it's respectful. actually it's respectful, respectful. And, yeah I think it's super super respectful I really yeah. I and really like do. for me like I can monetize the way that I create because that comes from me mm. like that's something that I love doing I love filming I love mm. taking photos and editing and like creating beautiful things I'm very high Libra energy things mm. need to be pretty around me <laughs> <laughs> and um, that makes me happy and I can make money off that and then I don't need to kind of go out of alignment again which is something I have done before by maybe practicing and teaching yoga and mm -hmm. like I said I'm not trying to um, bring anyone down who does that mm -hmm. as a form of like practice or mm -hmm. teaching or whatever just for me it just wasn't in alignment and I got very sick when I wasn't in alignment mm -hmm. so I mm -hmm. also see that and I'm like mm -hmm. it's not calling to me and I'm not going to force myself to do it because we all know where that left kind of lost mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you said now we three of us are sitting here having an experience but we all having our own experiences mm -hmm. and it's the exact same thing like you were saying about yoga you're not taking away from anybody that does do it as their job mm -hmm. that was their experience that's how they've experienced it and you experience it completely differently and that's yeah. okay too like nothing is taken away from that at all you're allowed yeah. to have your own experience and that's my favorite saying well one of them we always say <laughs> in every podcast i'm like that's my favorite saying I'm like, there's so many of them but i'm like no one can tell you and no one gets to tell you how you experience something yeah 100%. Like, ever nobody can ever yeah nobody gets to tell you how you experience something at all like mm. i can tell someone that is not the way I said that, or that's not what I said, or whatever the situation was. And Welcome someone's to like, the internet. Thank yeah. you. Someone's like, well, that is not how I experienced it. Who am I to tell you yeah. how you experienced the situation? Yeah. So your situation was your own. Oh, they yeah. want to be part of it still. <laughs> we let, we have dogs in every podcast. Yeah, okay, so good. Good. <laughs> Literally every single one. Yeah, every single one. We had ladies from overseas, there were dogs in my I'm so sorry. We we're like, please don't worry. I think we're going to start calling this the dog cast. Like, we literally oh, have totally the, the dog, dog cast. Pod. We have little dogs and in the background. Yeah, the pet pod. The I was pod. like, oh. we, it's the best ever. Dogs everywhere, literally surround us always. Oh, little angels. You can hear Vader's like sticking his head in. He's, He's like, like, Mom, you're done. <laughs> Are you finished, Mom? <laughs> can I lick her now? Yeah. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah, they got a voice the other day. So I started talking in this voice on Instagram for them, like a dark voice. And I swear people are more connected to that voice than anything yeah. else. I say. Mm. They're like, we love the dog voice. I'm like, I should just make this their page. <laughs> this is now That's called. That's literally what yeah. I said yesterday. I like posted about my plants and I was like, I've never had so much response on my stories. But when I post about my plants, everyone's like, you have to do this. No, no, no. I'm like, I think I should just make it like Roxy. Yeah, Roxy's like, help me with my, my fig tree. Everyone's like, <laughs> we like, what are the best vegan restaurants in Cape Town? <laughs> What? I was trying to do a cricket noise. Like that. Nourished okay. right I was down like, there. Maybe we should get food off. Nourished. Yeah. You're going to pop in there. Yeah, I'll come with even. Yeah, we literally, we don't have any. We were like looking for the best vegan restaurants. Oh, girl, I'm going to take you to Nourished after this. Yeah. Fab. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a class? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did you get here? Um, yeah, Nourished is so nice. Yeah. It's really That's where a... we are headed. I mean... Goodbye, everybody. See you later. <laughs> okay, bye. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I mean, Cape Town has such amazing vegan restaurants. That's all. That's oh, one yeah, of the reasons we're so, so excited options. to come. We're like, we are literally spoiled for choice in Joburg. You have to like Google closest vegan restaurants, like 300 kilometers. Like, <laughs> and you put vegan in the internet, it comes up with like the most random things ever. They don't even have one option. And you're like, 
Thanks, Google. Yeah. Oh, I can't speak, Google. Google. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> Google later. Yeah, yeah now with all, all slips this week. Yeah. But anyway, guys, Any do you have anything you want to say? I mean, probably a thousand more will come up later, but we'll have a For now, Zoom. you don't have any we'll questions. We'll have another one on the Zoom meeting. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I mean, you don't even know about this yet, but this is not going to be the last time that Candice is on our podcast. <laughs> we can always back. Zoom from Johannesburg. We'll do a yeah. little Zoom meeting, but this was a little introduction podcast. So thank you guys for listening to us today. And yeah. thank you for Candice for being oh, on our podcast. And for us getting to meet her in real life, because yeah. we could have done this over Zoom, but she was lovely to have us in her home. Yeah, so. welcome to my home. Yeah, and we got the so we literally have the whole family i think so. we were so excited to meet a dog just because we've seen them on instagram so many times i was like i'm excited to meet Peter and honey. Yeah. we have Peter and honey we know the names they yeah. also have their own instagram if you're a dog person yes oh, you yeah. have to follow their instagram account so if you're not following candace sorry for you you should be doing that already but if you're not following the pups get on that train too and on my page you won't find like health fitness all the time i do like to some degree but i just try to share real things and mm. talk about real things and mm-hmm. um like any human it's multifaceted mm-hmm. there's so many parts to a person and i don't think they should be limited to their instagram bio so mm. True. actually someone is um saying so many people ask them like what to share on instagram and what not to share on instagram it's like it's completely up to you like whatever mm. you're comfortable with sharing just share it exactly like, you don't have to share that you like had a runny tummy today but if you want to share it then share <laughs> Why it not? you know what i mean that was, there's no me. actual answers to this question mm-hmm. yeah i think people do that because maybe they're unsure of themselves because maybe like their engagement's low whatever they're like or maybe i'm sharing something wrong but mm-hmm. if you start sharing based on what other people are expecting of you mm-hmm then you're out of alignment. You're not Mm. going to be sharing like your authentic self. But I also find based on like my experiences, and this is not being rude to anyone out there, Mm -hmm. but okay, not but, because but cancels out what you've said before. (laughs) Um, A lot of people don't actually know what they want. Yes. So sometimes as a creator, that's what you do. You create something Mm -hmm. that someone didn't know they wanted to see or enjoy or experience or know about. So if you choose to be a creator in that space it is part of your job to know mm-hmm. not ask mm-hmm. so that's just like i think a lot of people also just chase the likes and the followers and trying to be something that they're not thinking that that's going to get them more followers but at the end of the day if you're not your authentic self you're getting followers who aren't really interested in you and what you're about anyway and you will get to a point where you cut full of that and mm. they will also be hurtful because they'll fall off the bandwagon when you do start to become yourself and then they're like, they're like this is not this. the person i was following mm-hmm. and then they unfollow you and you're like Bye, please. Started where you started. <laughs> End where you started. Start from the bottom now. Start again. <laughs> start from scratch. I'm starting your Instagram account on zero. Let's see what happens with these new algorithms. There'll be about 20 followers by next year, bloody December. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um at the end of every podcast we ask our guests three oh, rapid I nearly fire forgot. questions hey. three, three what questions rapid fire okay i'm so, ready i'm ready okay. so what is your favorite quote oh god that's crap <laughs> <laughs> i'm so ready i was not ready for that i am not ready <laughs> my favorite quote is probably the one from oprah when you know better you do better i love that that's a good quote yeah 
Okay, then the second one is, um, what would your spirit animal be or do you have a spirit animal? So, funny story about spirit yes. animals. I went to a kinesiologist and I, God, I hope it's not my spirit animal. Okay, <laughs> so I opened up a spirit animal book and she just saw me filling with it and it wasn't part of the session. And I was like, I'm one of those people that if I just open a book, it's that. It's that. Mm. So I'm like, it's going to be a tiger or it's going to be like something majestic opens it, a fucking quail. <laughs> Try a fucking donkey, Candace. <laughs> I got a donkey. I got a black panther, so I'm just gonna sit out me? on the side. And here. she got it before me. She got the black panther, and I was like, I am taking this test. Do the test, donkey. No, I was a quail. Have you seen a quail? It's this fat little bird with a, like the tiniest head, and it just sits. But when I actually read into oh, it, the qualities of a quail were beautiful. But you just don't want to read the first name of the animal and be like, this is not me. I was like a donkey. Are you serious? And then I read the properties like it was cute. But I was like, Ran and I both got a donkey. And I was like, we are two different people. So this test is false. But she's keeping her Black Panther. Yeah. Such a nice one. But if I was one, to be honest, hmm. it's probably a golden retriever Aww. in like a Constantia mom's home where I get to do nothing but eat and relax and, <laughs> and go for walks and, and have my golden locks go on the, the beach sun. brush my hair get for me yeah that's brushed. the dream spirit animal but I'm actually a quail and it's I think what the, was the properties behind oh, that let me quickly I've got it in my gmail so if anyone can just hold it a quail sick my quail dream sick. was the dolphin and then we did that but it was also an online test so let's just be honest let's hope i'm not a donkey i like need to do that i need to do a real one how do you spell quail q u a r l a l spell me <laughs> watch us be wrong <laughs> okay no no it was right it was oh, right okay so for there that is a quail no, oh, it's actually really it. cute. It's not. It's hideous for the people watching. For, for the, the people. For the people. For the people. Okay. It's actually so cute. Okay. So basically, if the quail shows up in my life physically, like if I see a little quail walk by, it says that that's the time to stop eating junk food and fast food and instead nourish healthy with healthy foods, prepping the food yourself. You'll soon start a creative endeavor that will stre um, stretch you a bit. So this was when I saw it was when I was sick. So oh, yeah. um, but will also allow you to expand the sense of who you are. If you feel threatened or criticized, don't respond directly, but instead use distraction by changing the subject or exclusion, excluding yourself a couple of times. I mean, for a couple of minutes while wow, I can't read. It's <laughs> great. Um, and then redirecting that person's energy and attention. You're about to discover your greatest sense of who you are and develop a stronger understanding of your soul's destiny and purpose. Amazing. So when I went to see her was when mm. I was very sick and I had to change my life and I found my deeper purpose. So that's why Everything in, was on point. in retrospect, yeah. it made sense, but it's, it's still, it's still, it's still a quail. quail. <laughs> anyway, so the quail, call on a quail when, um, okay, let's talk about the properties rather than when we're calling on a quail. Um, you're happiest when you're surrounded by a number of people you're close to, such as family and friends, and when you're participating with them in group activities. You give a lot, and in doing so, the people who receive what you have to give are nourished in body and soul. You're a romantic and attentive partner and you indulge consistently and frequently in emotional and physical intimacy that you share. 
Sometimes when others least expected, you burst into song, a loud proclaiming or laughter and lighten mm -hmm. up the atmosphere and the group of people you're with. I love that. That's so cute. It's so cute, but it's still a quail. Okay. <laughs> still I feel a like quail. you need to have a quail on your wall somewhere. No, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. Like, it'll, we must wear an animal, but no one knows about it. Yes. Keep yeah. it to myself. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so that was question two. two. Question three. One more. Yeah. So last one is, if you were to be stranded on a deserted island. island, what two things would you want to have with you? Any two things. Luke, hundred percent. You failed so hard at this. We asked each other. Nina never said our partners. <laughs> Just because of I, I know what he's capable of. Look what he's yeah, got. You're like, I need cool. Luke. Can I have two Luke? Exactly. <laughs> he would build, cook, keep me company, make me laugh, be a companion, friend, all of that. Mm. And he will build shelter. So I'm thinking of that aspect. You're like, I need two Lukes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> one one to build and one to cook. <laughs> but he does it all. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, it sounds bad, but probably my phone. Where's the signal you coming from? And charging and so, electricity. Oh, see, this is like, <laughs> damn. Okay. So I take that one back. Coffee okay that is a that. good idea a coffee and a luke that was like the other lady said um sam said like she wants a kindle and i was like you can't take your kindle because you can't charge it so i was like i'll give you one bag of books as one art you can take a bag of books so i was like if you need your dogs you can have like two dogs as one art and that's yeah, like, yeah. You, you get like exceptions I, 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 don't, I don't know if i bring those crazies with yeah uh. i don't think so. i don't know you know i love them they run off they could hunt for you sure. but would they yeah, that's true <laughs> <laughs> domesticated to living on the island and the dogs are like are you gonna hunt for me yeah <laughs> i need food mom yeah, 100%. yeah. i want my pickles yeah <laughs> that's hilarious anyway cool. thank you for coming onto our podcast today and for being here this is not the last time you will hear from her or from us obviously mm -hmm. but we will see you guys yeah. I keep saying next week, but I'm like, we will be recording before a week, but you'll only hear from us every week. So yeah. you'll see us in a week or hear and from I us mean, in a week. And I mean, if anyone wants to follow you or contact you, how would they go about doing that? Most things are candy words. So my website is Instagram is um, Facebook. Um, and then my email address is candice.boddington at gmail.com. And candybot is with an I. Yeah. The, y. the yeah. y was a bit strippery. So. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's with a Y. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, she named me after Roxanne, the song from Sting. So I was named after a prostitute. So. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. Fact. <laughs> to end the episode. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love spreading the light with our healing tribe of humans. To get to know us better, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Health and Harmony Goals or check out our website at www.health-harmony.co.za. That's health-harmony.co.za. Until next time, keep healing our world. This podcast was proudly brought to you by Royalty CBD. CBD oil imparts a feeling of relaxation and calm and also plays a role in easing symptoms of many common health issues including anxiety, depression, acne and heart disease. Royalty CBD is also THC free. 
To get your own stash, visit www.royaltycbd.co.za and use the code HEALTHANHARMONY10 for 10% off.